This is an actual play of Hunter the Vigil. Chronicles of Darkness has themes of violence, horror, and may contain adult language. This podcast features Rainy from Just Barbarian Things and Heretic from Regular Everyday Normal Gamers Union. All right, since this is our second session, it starts as a new chapter is the way that they word it. Um, so you're able to choose a couple of aspirations for this set of gameplay. Okay. So your character has a couple of long-term aspirations, like you want to find out what happened to your family, basically. Right. But um, what you should look at choosing is something that you think is feasible solving over the next session of gameplay or two at most. So short-term things you want to accomplish based on the situation as you know it. Uh, I think we want to uh, figure out what's going on in the penthouse. And I think we want to figure out what's up with the darkness outside. And I think that's uh, accomplishable, I think. Okay, that sounds good. All right, if you are able to resolve either or both of those aspirations, each one would give you a beat, just so you know. Okay. Either or both. Okay. Each one. So if you resolve one, you get a beat. If you resolve both, you get a beat. Do you need me to stop for a second? No, sorry. I'm having some technical difficulties. I think I'll be all right. Just two seconds. All right. So you kind of picked over the tools in the back room. Um, None of you saw anything that looked usable based on your skill sets. Right. So you're getting ready to... Turn around and go out. You have the keys that you needed. Yeah. And you hear a voice that sounds like it's coming from the apartment next door in 5B. Is that across the hall or next, next door, door down the hall? Like next, literally next door. Okay. Okay. Um, and you hear a man, sounds like he's hurt. Uh, and he says, I've, I've got a gun, you zombie fucks. Get out, or I'll, I'll blow your heads off. Okay. Hmm. We don't want to attract too much attention here to ourselves. So, okay. Uh, I bet we could get into that apartment pretty easily, you know, if we, uh, if we wanted to. All right. So, I'll, uh, as soon as we hear that, that sound... I'll give my my party members that are in the room with me a, a significant look. Okay. And uh, kind of give them the the query eyebrow, you know, and then look over at at the wall that is shared with apartment five B, through which we heard the the exclamation. If that makes sense. Right. I mean, what you're gonna get as a general rule is that Michael wants to help survivors. Um, Rachel's kind of in for anything that helps you guys figure out what's going on, but she's, you know, can go either way. And then Nikki, he's just not afraid of a fight. So he's there to survive and do whatever needs doing. Okay. So it's kind of up to you. All right. Great. So I I will start heading towards the hallway then. Okay. And poke my head out a little bit and look look down the hallway. In the hallway proper. Either way. Okay, so then, then I'm going to, you know, I'll make my way to 5B. Okay. Kind of in that, uh, you know how people look when they're running out of a hostage situation when they've been released on in the movies? Obviously, you probably don't know how that looks in real life. <laughs> I mean, I don't either. <laughs> but in the movies, you just do this, like, you know, hunched over kind of fast walk sort of thing, okay. you know, like is what you're trying to... Trying to be sneaky, but you're not good at it. Okay. I guess. Sure. (laughs) All right. So the door to 5B is all the way open. Okay. I'll uh, peek in and and see what's going on in there. All right. The apartment looks pretty wrecked. Uh, There's cheap furniture kind of all broken and lying about in weird places. You see blood splattered on pretty much everything. Um Actually, like, even right outside the door, um, like, the carpet there kind of squelches under your feet because there's so much blood in it. Ew. Gross. 
Um, you can see that there's one of the maddened residents um, with his back to you, kind of scrabbling at the bedroom door in the apartment, um, like he's trying to get in. And from that room, you can hear a low moan. It sounds male, and it sounds as though he is in pain. Uh, and you hear, I, fuck, I, I know the zombie rules. I'm not afraid to shoot your brains right out of your head. Poor guy. Okay. So there's only one, for lack of a better term, zombie in this room? Sure. Yes. Okay. And he looks injured. All right. Is uh, Nikki standing next to me? Yeah. All right. Um, it's the same rules apply. You know, we don't want to go around, like, killing people if they're going to snap out of it when whatever this is wears off. Right. So that's not cool. So... I'll uh, pat pat Nikki, you know, on the shoulder maybe with the back of my hand, like in a in a sort of come on man gesture. Let's do this. And uh, yeah, he kind of like rolls his shoulders, cracks his neck. And I'll start towards the uh, quote zombie unquote uh, for the same sort of effect. Like you know, if, if uh, Nikki grapples him, and I'll try and uh, you know. Uh, Grapple the dude as well to maybe choke him out if All possible. Right. So you walk into the apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the carpet squelches. The tile of the kitchen squeaks under your feet. And the madman stops his scratching at the bedroom door and kind of cocks his head to the side and looks at you. Uh, so let us go ahead and roll initiative. going to do initiative, huh? Okay. So that's 12. So Carter's 12, Rachel is 14, Nikki is 11, and Michael 6. We figured out my armor is 1, by the way, right? Uh, against bashing damage. 1. Because of your jacket. But you also have defense. Yeah. As a stat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. I have defense and armor as two separate yeah. slots, so but your... the armor was blank, so I okay. wanted to fill that in. So your armor will add to your defense in the situation where it applies. Sure. I just happen to notice. Is okay. that, I mean, I don't know that it'll necessarily be applicable to what's about to go down. Maybe it will. You know, yeah, it, know. it definitely can. All right. So I'm just grabbing some statistics. All right. So, it's going to be Rachel that gets to go first. Okay. So, she actually kind of wades in ahead of you and Nikki. Um, kind of drops her weight low. Um, and she is going to use her lovely fighting style. Uh, let's see here. she going to go for the ball punch? She's not a dirty fighter. That's Michael. Okay. All right. So she basically tries to sweep the leg. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not able to do so and knock him over, but she does do some damage. All right. Um, after Rachel, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to... Let's see. Is Nikki going after me? Yes. Okay. So I just happen to be there. Okay, I'll I'll try and uh, grapple him like I did the last guy. Although I had an easier time with the last dude because of positioning, and um, he was already grappled by Nikki. But uh, I'm hoping that he'll be distracted by Rachel enough to allow my feeble man on the street grappling skills to. Well, work. do you want to hold your? action until after nikki goes oh that would be way that would be better yeah that would you are allowed to do that tactically so yeah i'll I'll do that okay let me reorder okay got it so it is going to be nikki's turn uh and you gave him the signal to try to grab him yeah i gave him the signal so he is going to do so we'll try to anyway Uh, he's not able to get a good grip on him. He's covered in blood and kind of slick. All right, so it is your turn. All right, I'm going to, you know, like I said, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try and grapple this dude. All right, so it's strength plus brawl. With my 
Strength plus Brawl. All right. I got <laughs> two tens. And a nine. So I actually got three successes on that. So that's not bad. All right. Well, you got more successes than he did. So you're able to get a grip on him. Okay. Um, what that means is that in future turns, if he stays grappled, you'll be able to take certain grapple-related actions as well. Okay. I'm just going to, I mean, you know, hang on for dear life right now, trying to choke him out. Okay. So you are holding on to him, um, and that makes it his turn. I'm, I'm basically pulling the uh, the chick move in every action movie where there's a non-combatant female, you know, jump on the dude's back and, like, crap him around the neck. I'm not sexist. That's just what happens in Hollywood. Right? He's able to break free of your grasp. Okay. What does that mean for me? Nothing. He kind of just, like, windmills out of your arms and you, like, stagger back a little bit. Yeah, I'm not very strong. So now it is Michael's turn. Michael enjoys some dirty fighting. All right, so Michael rushes in and kind of like punches him right in the knee. Mm -hmm. um, and like kind of bowls him over otherwise, kind of tumbles into the room. Okay. Um, so the madman is down on the floor, um, more blood kind of oozing out of his existing wounds, but oh. he's not quite out yet. Oh, he has wounds. Yes. Yikes. That's not good. All right. So it is back up to Rachel. Is there anything you want to say to her before she walks over? Well, I mean, did everyone kind of get the message last time? Like, you know, these are people and we're trying not to to kill them if we can avoid it because they're just possessed like i mean that could have been a, sick or whatever. a conversation that you might have had with them well i mean i know that i i, I conveyed that to nikki and he got the point but right. i don't know if everyone else was privy to that and and received a similar message you can say something though is what i'm telling you yeah i mean I'll, rachel just not you know just knock him out don't uh don't go for the jugular girl this is just a guy it's not his fault She gives you a nod and kind of like walks over and does a very like movie style like chop. <laughs> okay. And he like stops moving. Oh no shit, it worked. <laughs> okay. I'll, you know, all right, I'll take it. All right. So from the bedroom, the closed bedroom door, you hear, hello? Is anyone out there not a zombie? We're, uh, we're not zombies out here, man. Just... Look, try to calm down if, you know, we just we just stopped this guy out here, okay? And if we come in, we're not going to hurt you, so don't don't shoot us, okay? He, like, cracks the door open, and then he sees you guys, and he sees the, the madman on the floor. And so he opens the door and walks out. Uh, he's a skinny white guy. He has short brown hair and those, like, hipster-style thick frame glasses. Oh, those. Awesome. Um, he's got a snub-nosed 38 in one hand and a mall-style samurai, in quote, sword in the other. Uh, <laughs> oh, his clothes man. are about as covered in blood as his apartment. Yikes. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, man. We're, uh, we're heading up to the, uh, the penthouse. But we had to come down and uh, get some stuff down here for that, you know, from the maintenance office next door, right? So you live here? Is this your place? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Ben. This is my apartment. Ben, I'm Carter. This is Rachel, Nikki, and Michael. I'm going to point at them in, in turn. And then, like, Janice sticks Maybe. her head in from out in the hallway, and she's like, oh, hi, Ben. <laughs> also me. And, and also Janice. Some of these people you might be familiar with is your neighbors. Look, I'm just visiting, okay? But uh, I was here hanging out with Janice and, and the gang, and then 
all all this hell broke loose. So we're trying to, you know, get out of here and see what's going on. Yeah, I had no idea what was happening. I was on my computer and then I heard something at the door and I thought someone was knocking and I opened it and this guy ran in and uh, he just like attacked me and I like kind of, he grabbed me and I tried to get away and I fell over some furniture and then I saw my little decorative sword over here and I kind of got him with it a couple of times before I got back oh, into yeah. my bedroom. Dang, Michael, is this guy going to be okay? Can uh, you stabilize him or something like that? Make yeah, sure yeah, let me... Make sure be all right when he wakes up. Take a, take a look. So, Michael's like, well, he's he's out, but he's he's not dead. I mean... He's going to be okay, from what you can tell. Uh, yeah. Okay, he's not going to lay there and bleed out. No use not knocking him out. Um, so... Not taking him out, I yeah. should say. No, that's fine. Ben's like, yeah, he didn't bite me or anything, so I think I'm good. <laughs> okay, you know, I don't know if these guys are actually zombies, Ben. I just, you know, for ease of communication, I wanted to go with uh, the term you were using. But uh, I think these are just regular people, but more like possessed or something like that. So, like, Ben walks over to, like, the body of the dude kind of near the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of, like, pokes it with his little blunt mall sword. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you see kind of like what you saw with Brandon, the body like shudders mm-hmm. and this greenish white mist kind of comes out of his mouth. Um, and it kind of swirls around the body for a moment and then it zips right towards Ben. What? No. Wait, Ben. ben. Okay. So Ben staggers backwards and kind of like falls over um and then he gets up and looks at you and his eyes are clouded over oh shit and he kind of lets out a little howly shrieky thing okay um so and then goes to lunge at you i'm actually so when i saw that happen i only had time to say oh shit right (laughs) yeah basically is all i had time to do and so he goes to leap at you Okay. Slips on the blood in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Bashes his head against the counter. Okay. Falls on the ground. Oh, Ben! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, uh, are you okay? So, it looks like he's knocked himself out pretty good. Okay. Um, And you see the green mist kind of seep out of his mouth. Can you, like, fan it away? Do I know anything well, about this? Well, it just seems to, like, dissipate I can do? this time. If you want to roll a cult, you can see what you might glean about it. Yeah, that so would be, be good. So intelligence plus a cult. That might, you know, be useful. I have no successes. This is a mysterious force indeed. Okay. Um, But, like, Janice runs in. She's like, oh, no, Ben, what happened to Ben? And she's, like, you know, checking on him and stuff. And, like, Michael comes over and... Yeah, like, props him up, make sure his airway is good and everything. And uh, and after about a minute or so, like, Ben's eyes open. And they seem normal. Okay. And he's like, oh, what happened, guys? So, my possessed theory, I think, is holding holding true here. And uh, I don't... You know, when we we took out that other guy... Uh, whatever, you know, ghost or whatever was in him kind of migrated over to you. And, uh, long story short, uh, you got knocked out somehow and, uh, and, and then it left. So, so that's in a nutshell what happened. Do you have any more bullets for that thing? I, I just have what's in it. This is, I mean, it sits in my nightstand drawer. Okay. I've never actually used it before. No. Oh, all right. Well, okay. Just try and be careful, okay? Don't uh, don't hurt anybody. Those things can be dangerous. Make sure and keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to, to fire at something you're sure you want to uh, to hurt, okay? All right. I'm, I think I'm just going to barricade myself in my room until this blows over. All right. Do you want to maybe, I don't know. 
Uh, what do you want to do with this other guy here? Do you? I mean, you can't chuck him out in the hallway with monsters running around. Are you comfortable with him uh, sleeping it off here? Is he going to be all right here with you? Well, not in my room. I'm closing that door. Okay. You're going to lock yourself in your bedroom and you have a bathroom in there and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you want to stay here, that's cool, man. Um, you know, good luck. You can come with us if you want to, but if you don't want to, no one's going to make you do anything. He still looks pretty dizzy and he looks hurt from the fight he had earlier. He's definitely just like this little nerd dude and this is beyond his physical capability. Okay. All right. So lock the door behind us, okay? And stay yeah. safe. And you know, do do yourself a favor. Throw that toy sword away. It's You're going to hit someone with it. It's going to break and it's just going to like cut you. Like don't just... Yeah, be careful with that gun, and otherwise stay safe, okay, man? All right, guys. Well, good luck with whatever you're doing. All right, Ben. Good luck. All right. So. Actually, oh, we don't have service. Never mind. Okay, let's carry on. Yeah, you look at your phone. Still says no service. Yeah. I was going to get Ben's number. Like, we could ring him up down in his room if we need to, but I don't think that's going to, you know, matter. All right. What now? Let's head up to the uh, the penthouse if right. we can, because we haven't tried going up, like you said. We only tried to go down. Okay. So, so you go back out into the hallway. Um, in the distance, in other parts of the floor, you can hear kind of crazed laughter. Um, it there's like an occasional wet gurgling noise. Um, the way the building's set up, the the acoustics are really vague, so you don't know exactly where there these things are, but you know there are more on the floor. Uh, but you don't see any as you make your way back to the elevator. That's good. Right. Where would you like to go? I'm going to try going to the penthouse All right. with our newly acquired keys. So you put the elevator key in and turn it and get to press that lovely little penthouse button, which makes an audible click. With the key in place. It's more of a chunk. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the elevator lurches and goes up to what is functionally the eighth floor. So the elevator stops and the doors open. Uh, gate's still closed, unless you want to open it. Not for... No. no that's a good line of defense if there's, you know, <laughs> All right. anything... So you see on this floor, there are white tile floors that are like polished to almost a reflective shine. Um, you see a pair of dark green double doors that apparently lead into the penthouse proper. Um, and to the right of those doors is kind of a hallway that goes like around the apartment. It looks like there's kind of this like vestibule area where the elevator is where you could, you know, set up chairs or a little soiree or something there's windows all the way around okay um up here you notice that there are some differences in what you see out the windows okay so instead of just the void like you were seeing downstairs the blackness um there appears to be a violent storm raging outside up here um and you did feel that wind when you're on the seventh floor earlier um but here there's actually you hear rain and hail, um, and there is, like, lightning crash after lightning crash. Like, it's just almost constant. Hmm. Okay. So, basically, there's just this hallway, vestibule, and double doors yes. right here. And that's it. Yep. And you can look out the, the cage of the elevator and and see, you know... You don't have any blind spots, basically. No, I mean, what you see kind of up ahead are those doors. Um, things that you would probably would have noticed, obviously, the tile floor here is very different from the flooring you've seen in the rest of the building, which was that, like, tightly woven apartment carpet mm -hmm. that was kind of dingy. Yeah. Um, here, the floors, you know, are made out of um, that white tile, which seems to be very clean. Um and then you can tell just based on where the doors are to the penthouse that there's a transition to a different flooring there as well. Hmm. Um, but everything else that you see 
that's not the floor is covered in like a pretty decent layer of dust. So it hmm. seems like other than doing some mopping, there hasn't been a lot of upkeep up here. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's open the, the, the gate and, and okay. proceed to the double doors. All right. So you open up the gate. Uh, you go to the double doors of the penthouse. Yeah, and I'm going to listen at the door. I urge other people to listen at the door as well. See right. if they can hear anything. So let's go ahead and do composure plus wits. Finally, something I'm good at. <laughs> Sadly, though, Yielded only one success. Success is success. It's fine. <laughs> so beyond the strange hail sound from outside and the lightning, like the thunder that crashes after the lightning strikes, yeah. um, you don't hear anything from inside the penthouse. Okay. It's completely silent on the other side of this door. For me, at least, did anyone else... You guys hear anything? No. And they all, like, you guys are all standing there with kind of your ears against the door. Yeah. No one hears anything else. This is all Scooby-Doo style, really. Like, <laughs> did you hear anything, gang? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to try the door knob or handle or whatever. Yeah, it's it's unlocked. Okay. Does it push in or pull out? It pushes in. Nice. So, all right. Uh let's open the door <laughs> right. just kind of push it open like you know slowly trying to do it quietly right so the floors in here are uh this lustrous red wood and there is kind of a little foyer like that you're opening the door into before the rest of the penthouse um, it looks like it used to be kind of classically elegant, like really well appointed. Um, but again, just everything's super dusty in here. Like whoever lived here just didn't really do anything with it. Um, and otherwise, there's not really much to look at except for a body and blood. Okay. So uh, there's obviously there's a kind of corpse uh, slumped against the wall to your right. Um, it's just at like kind of an entryway that goes to the next room in the apartment. And, uh, a couple of people from your group are like, oh no, Keenan. Oh no, Keenan. Who's Keenan? Keenan's just this nice, tidy kid who lives in 6F. What was he doing up here? Well, I mean, he'd help the old man with his groceries sometimes and, uh, I know they played chess, I think. Like, he seemed to befriend the old guy. Okay. So it's not out of place for him to be up here, then? No. I think he's one of the only people in the apartment that actually talked with him at any length. Who's this old man you're talking about? Um, Brian? Brian Sullivan is the guy who lives in the penthouse. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Um, alright. Well, I mean... Should we check the kid to see if he's, you know, actually a corpse? Or is it pretty obvious that, uh... Yeah, so there's blood spatter on the wall, a gun near his hand, and the remnants of his kind of head sort of tell you the story that it looks like he probably shot himself. Oh, okay. Bummer. All and right. there's a trail of blood that leads into the next room that he's sitting next to. Okay, well, all right, I guess I'll, uh, if it's obvious that he's, you know, no longer with us, I'll, uh, pick up the, um, I'll pick up the gun on the floor by his hand and inspect it to see what, what's going on there. Uh, the gun's familiar to you. It's very similar to the one that you've used as your concealed carry before. Okay. Um, and it seems to be missing three bullets. Wow. Okay. Um, but is otherwise, I mean, as far as you can tell in working order. Okay. All right. Um, well, uh, I'll keep that in my, uh, in my hand really because okay. 
um, depending on the type of of action, you know, it's not something you want to stick in your pants like they do <laughs> in the movies. You know what I mean? Like if it's a Glock or something like that with no active safety, you know, you don't want to be putting that in your in your waistband. So I'm just going to carry it around in my hand, I guess. Sure. I get hung up on pointless, dumb details. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. All right. So you have a gun in your hand. Cool. Well, let's do a press check to see if there's one in the chamber. Um, oh, my gun knowledge is not as good as yours. So it, if he shot himself, would it have... It, yeah, if, if he shot himself and there were more uh, rounds in the magazine, yeah. it would have loaded the next one. Yeah, there were only three so, that were missing okay, from so the full mag. Basically, when I inspected, I, I inspected it, I would have done all of that. I would have dropped the magazine, seen that there were three right. missing... Put the, replace the magazine in the pistol and then, you know, pulled the slide back a little bit to see, you know, some some brass there so yeah. I can reasonably assume that there's one, uh, a hot one in the chamber. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll assume that that's the case. And, uh, but, I mean, what other rooms do we have in here? Are we leaving stones unturned? Well, so the there's the and the doorway right next to the body, which leads into the rest of the apartment. No, is it a doorway like an internal doorway where it's a doorway with no door? Yeah, it's or... like an archway almost. Okay. All right, and there's a trail of blood. Yes. Somewhere else. Yes. Okay. Well, let, let's. The trail of blood is going through that doorway. Yes. Well, let's follow that. All right. So the trail of blood leads to another body crumpled on the marble floor in the next room. Okay. The body lies on its side, uh, and this is, it's a male, but he looks impossibly old. Um, his hair is so thin, it almost looks like spider silk across his face, and the hands are just covered in a trace work of wrinkles. Okay. Is this, uh, is this Brian? This is not what he looked like the last time I saw him. He did not look this old. Hmm. Okay. Well, interesting. But it still looks like him. You still think that this is Brian, maybe? Yeah. The old, I mean, old guy's sweater. Or his dad or something. <laughs> his grandpa. Okay. Um. Well, let's check him out. See if he's, uh, you know, alive or dead, even though he looks to be a million years old. Nope. So there are two kind of bullet wounds to the chest, kind of center mass. Okay. And he's obviously been laying here, bleeding out for probably since this started. Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, uh, I guess I kind of want to search the old guy, see if he has any keys or anything interesting on his person. Okay. So you kind of start to feel him over okay, and kind of roll him over a little bit. And when you do, and his like hair moves out of his face, you see um, a mist form around him. Oh, no. Um, and then it kind of condenses. Jump back. Uh, okay. <laughs> so you kind of drop him and jump back. Yeah. Look um, out. Guys, there's something happening. And the mist incorporates into the translucent form of an old man with bullet wounds in his chest. Okay. And he kind of just stares at the body for a minute and looks kind of lost. And then he looks over at you and he says, you need to help me. Okay. Um, so just to be clear, I think you're dead. <laughs> and, and we're not. So... Uh, what I mean is, I think your body's dead, and we're still very much alive in that sense. So, you know, you know where you are. I don't know yes, if you're I was confused or whatever. I'm aware, and he kind of looks to the windows that are in this room as well, of the situation. I was trying to stop this from happening, and he looks at the body. He says, it looks like I have failed. Wait, so you know what's going on with this as I jerk a thumb towards the nearest window? I do, and I can tell you how to stop it. Yeah, what's going on here, and how do we stop it? 
Well, my death seems to have released the spirits that I'd been trying to protect the building from using my wards. And he kind of like gestures vaguely at the room, um, which you haven't really looked at too much at this point. Right. Um, But you notice that the floor in here is a series of like patterned uh, concentric circles and lines. And there are kind of these symbols running parallel to some of the patterns. Um, and he says, I can feel them battering at the defenses that are left. Um, for now you're safe in this room, but we need to work quickly because that won't last long. Okay. Do you have any more bullets for this thing? That is not mine. (laughs) Okay. I wonder what the kid was doing with this. Hmm. Anyway. Well, I... The spirit responsible for Keenan's actions is a man that I once knew well. Uh, He became trapped here after his death, and he's gone mad. His name is Josiah Hill, and he needs to be stopped. He sent Keenan here to steal his anchor from me. Uh, and that's something that needs to be found. Okay. We have to find Josiah Hill's anchor. Yes. Spirits have a physical object that binds them to the physical world. They might be kept here because of unfinished business or other reasons. Um, but there's always a thing that ties them. And for Josiah... It is his pocket watch. It was his most precious possession, and it is that which binds him to the world now. And this was in your possession, but it's no longer here? You think it was successfully stolen? I mean, it doesn't look like the kid made it out of here. From what I have been able to piece together, although my range is limited... I believe Keenan stole it on a previous visit from me, and then came back with a gun. I see. Okay. Um. But you could try searching him to see if he has it on him. Okay. I wonder if it would be beneficial to look around the rest of the room here. I mean, we have this guy here who seems to be a, a helpful spirit, so we could maybe... We can maybe just ask him if there's anything that we should uh, gather up and take with us. Do you have anything that could help us? So, um, this guy's name is Ben, right? Oh, that was the kid downstairs. Oh, that, right. Yes. This is, uh... Well, the residents know him as Brian. Brian, that's right. Brian. But why don't you go ahead and roll... Let's see what I'm going to have you roll here. Looking for stats. Let's do... uh, What kind of um, skills might you possess that would help you remember something that you've seen before? Uh, Let's see. Because I don't remember which uh, skills that you have. Well, I have crafts, investigation, occult, and politics. Okay. So I don't have... Well, let's do uh, your int plus investigation. Okay. That is no successes. Okay. No worries. But you ask him if there's anything around that might be helpful to you guys? Yeah. Right. He asks you, have you run into any residents possessed by shades? Maybe. We've run into residents who clearly seem to be possessed, their eyes clouded over and acting uh, violently. And Yes. He nods knowingly. He says, the ridden always have that look about them. Hmm. Okay. That I have familiar. a number of blessed relics. Uh, they're in the chest over there. He points to a chest that's nearby. These would allow you, if you had to fight them, to damage the shade without hurting the physical form it possesses. Oh, that'd be fantastic. That was a concern of mine. 
if I'm honest. Uh, we've been trying to just subdue them without harming them because they're not in their right mind. And we don't want yes. to hurt anyone. This might make that work a bit easier. <sighs> and that way the innocence that you find can yet be saved. All right, let's check out this chest because time's a factor here. All right, so you open it up and there are four relics inside. Um, there is a withered, shrunken paw of some kind. <laughs> There is a set of Buddhist prayer beads. There's a rosary. And there is a fetish made of feathers and a raven skull. Okay. It Um, says they all work similarly. They're just from different faiths, but all of them blessed. Um, You may each choose one as you will. Uh, I obviously have no use for them at this point. Relics. Okay. So there's three of them. There are four. A paw, the prayer beads, the rosary, and the fetish. Okay. I kind of shy away from the rosary, so I don't really care which one I get. I just don't want that one. Okay. Other than that, I don't really care who gets what. Okay. We'll pick yours, and then the rest of them will pick something up. I'll just grab the beads then. Okay. So you grab the prayer beads. Um, Rachel picks up the raven skull fetish. Michael picks up the paw, and Nikki picks up the rosary. Okay. All right, so some out-of-game chatter at this point, since you need to know how to use your relic. Mm -hmm. Would you like a card? Yes. Yes, please. Okay, one moment. All right, your blessed relic is going to add two to your attack pool. Blessed relic. Plus two, attack. But only when you're fighting ghosts. Only versus ghosts. And each success on your attack roll will hit the ghost instead of the human body. So you're going to kind of punch into them spiritually. (laughs) Okay. As long as you have this on you. Oh, okay. Like, you don't have to wield it. You just kind of have it on your person. Yeah, so you could have your prayer beads and shoot your gun and shoot the ghost instead of the person, technically. Wow, that's fucking magic. It is. This is your first magic item. Hit the ghost, not the host. Got it. So, what I'd like you to do is to make an integrity roll for your breaking point. Because you've met a ghost, which you've never done before. So this is the breaking point roll yes. that we need to make? Yes. Okay. I got a, a 10 and a 9. So is that a 10 again? Yes, roll? it is. Another 10. So that's 3. An 8. So that's 4. So close to an exceptional success. I know. So close. You should rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... An exceptional success would potentially have resolved your condition. Potentially. Um, but yeah. So, cool. So you don't freak out. This is good. You're getting some answers. Okay. Um, in a very vague way, although I think you have some more details to pick up, you have figured out what's kind of going on here, which was one of your... What's going on in the, in penthouse. the penthouse? You got that one done. Okay. So you have a beat. Cool. Getting there. <laughs> All right. Um, and the ghost is there if you want to ask him any questions otherwise. So just to be clear, Brian, what we need to do to um, stop this is I'm going to go ahead and uh, I guess I would have you know, put my bottle of bourbon down on the, <laughs> the end table, I guess, while mm-hmm. I talk to him. Because I have, at this point, beads in a bottle and a gun and all this stuff. Well, you can put the beads around your wrist or whatever if you'd okay. like. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, or in my pocket or something. You, know, you should know, wear or... them for them to work. But oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then, then, yeah, I'll wear them on the wrist then, I suppose. Sure. Um, so, Brian, in order to... Actually, the name is Sullivan. Okay. Uh, Sullivan. 
You may roll intelligence plus composure. I think that's also five. Yeah. Cool. Dang, four successes. None of them roll again? None of them roll again. All right, so you recall that Sullivan, Sullivan Barnes, was the name of the man who is in the painting with Josiah that Rachel had mentioned? Yeah, okay. So Sullivan, Brian Sullivan, but your name is Sullivan. Sullivan Barnes. Sullivan Barnes. I'll, I'll kind of look around at the party and see if any ears uh, perk up at the mention of that name. Oh, yeah. Rachel is like, I know what that is. <laughs> okay, cool. She's she's happy then. Um, So we have to find um, Josiah's stopwatch. His pocket watch, yes. His pocket watch, right. And... Then what do we do once we find it? An anchor, in order for it to release the spirit bound to it, has to be destroyed utterly. The easiest way to do that that I can see would be to tie it to the lightning rod on the roof. Let the heavens destroy that which anchors him to this world and free all of us from this nightmare. So this has to be destroyed, destroyed. You can't just like smash it with a hammer. It has to be unrecognizable from the form it originally possessed. Okay, so you could do that with a hammer, I mean, pretty well, but not that not that much. No, I, I think with the metal and everything, you would, although you would dent it and deform it, it would not be destroyed. So it's a magic pocket watch that's immune to hammers. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. No, you're being difficult. The idea is... Like, even if you broke it, that's not destroying it utterly. Sure. It has to no longer resemble at all the thing that it was. Gotcha. And not be intact in any way. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. So you got to melt it down or lightning it or something like that. You really got to do a number on it. Okay. Um, it's still a magic pocket watch. I mean, literally, it's magic. Well, that's... <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Your definitions of magic may be different than mine. Probably, but that's okay. Uh, so we need to retrieve this wherever it is, and we need to take it to the roof and put it on a lightning rod during a lightning storm, is what we're getting into here. Well, the solution is not always the easy task that's you know i'm just making sure that that's what we're looking at i you know i want to make sure i i know i'm reading the quest log here <laughs> is what's or the, the quest this description text the quest text i only did the free trial of world of warcraft but i believe <laughs> that is accurate okay um so do you have any idea where he might have taken it. I would check his person first. If it is not on him, then I would check his apartment. He's in 6F. Okay. Uh, sounds good. And we've got but our I would be aware that the shades may be somewhat attracted to it. So be on guard. Okay. Um, you have anything else that might help us on our quest? Because it's dangerous to go alone and you're an old guy? My power has waned much over the years. Unfortunately, those relics are the only things relevant to this issue that I can provide. Okay. Um... All right, now the completionist in me, like, if this was a video game, I would be searching the whole place anyway. Yeah, sure. So I don't know if that's relevant uh, here, but that's what my instinct tells me to do. So I'm going to go ahead and, and investigate the room for any assets, any potential assets. Okay. Uh, so let's do, well, let's see. We'll do investigation plus intelligence. Mm, okay. 
Oh, I got two successes with a roll again. All right. Only two. Okay. So beyond what you'd kind of expect to find in like a very lean elderly person's apartment, you know, some food, um, instant coffee, things like that. Um, there are a lot of things that look like antiques to you, um, but you wouldn't recognize them as being anything important. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, search uh, Keenan then. All right. So you go back out to the body mm-hmm. um, and you give him a good search over. I will not make you roll for this because there is not too much to find besides the gun, which you already have. Um, you find an apartment key. But nothing else. Okay. I will pocket the apartment key to go along with the penthouse key. Yeah, you're the key master. Yeah. To find the gatekeeper. I'll be <laughs> set. All right. So now what would you like to do? Let's head uh, to his apartment as per the old guy's instructions. All right. So you head back to the elevator and pull the gate down, press the button for the sixth floor yes um and you're gonna be heading all the way down the hall to f oh man make a oh man oh geez (laughs) again you kind of hear some sounds in the distance of like the well what the old man referred to as the ridden the possessed residence um but again the sixth floor the floor you guys started on doesn't seem to be as impacted as some of the other floors so you don't really run into too many issues along your way um and you get to his apartment and you notice that the door to 6F kind of hangs loose in its frame. Okay. Well, this is Keenan's place, Michael says. Yeah, it looks like I won't need the key unless this key is to something inside it. Does it look like a, a door key? Or it, does it does look, look like, like, a, like a house key, an apartment key. Okay, so it's probably not to something inside it. So I'll hang on to it anyway because it's just a key. But yeah. All right. Uh... Let's let's go into his apartment and see what we can find. All right. So looking into the apartment, you notice two things. One, everything is kind of in a shambles. It looks like the place has been ransacked. Um, but two, you notice that the walls and the furniture and the ceiling are all covered in just this spidery text, like these ravings of what looks like a madman. Hmm. Um, you think there might be a common thread among the words if you took some time to kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, this place just seems like a mess. Um, Janice looks in and says, Keenan was always so tidy, so kind. This doesn't seem like him at all. Okay. Well, so why don't you think the watch probably is here somewhere because it wasn't on his body upstairs, but you're also concerned by the state of the place that maybe it has already been found. Sure. Okay. So Rachel, you want to help me uh, decipher some of this writing, see what we can glean from it. And the rest of you guys look for the pocket watch here. All right. So because Rachel is quite talented in these things, she even has encyclopedic knowledge what I'll do, That's um, why I'm going to have you her. roll a wits plus a cult. Okay. And you may have two extra dice for her assistance. Okay. So that's a total of seven dice. Ho oh, ho. You want to risk a willpower? Do all ten. Yeah, let's do it. And a risk a willpower. Don't, don't get no successes. Don't get none. <laughs> so... I'm unclear. Are you hoping I don't get any, or are you helping, <laughs> hoping I don't get none? I am telling you I... not to get zero successes. Because <laughs> colloquially, it could be that, you know... That is true. Okay, so I have two nines and two tens. 
All right, re-roll your so, tens because you have four so far. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping for something exceptional here. Yeah, you need one more success to hit the exceptional range. That's an eight, so that's one more. And a two. Okay. So we made it to five. Yeah, you have an exceptional success. The first one so in it's the not game. Easy. But... It's monumentous. We should celebrate. Okay. Go ahead and take a beat. All right. Let's celebrate that way. That's my fifth beat. So you have one experience point. Right. So I'm going to make a little section down here, maybe. Yeah. For experience. XP. And you can choose to spend experience immediately, or you can save it. Just remember that if you spend it within a session, it has to be in a justified way. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you spend it between sessions, you can get more creative. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just going to hang on to it for now. Okay. But I might spend it later. I just don't necessarily know what I've been doing a lot of here. Right. So. so it's not easy, but with Rachel's help, you're able to untangle the thread. Um, and it says this. I mean, p- you kind of had to piece it together from different places, but this is kind of what you get. Mm-hmm. The wizard's trap closed on me with fire. I knew that he shouldn't have been trusted but I was so desperate for peace from that thing which stalked me. He bewitched me, he played me for a fool, and I gave him everything he needed to make his magic. I thought it was for my benefit, but without, but with magic there's always a price to pay. He was patient. He waited for the toll to be worth his efforts, until my family had grown fat and complacent in his trap, and then he struck and we were burned and torn from our flesh. Our souls were trapped in the raging storm of his will. We may be trapped, but we will be free. The wizard, Barnes, will pay with his life. All who live on my land will pay with their lives. Hmm. Okay. So, Sullivan seems like he was a good guy, but maybe he's the bad guy. Oh, no. Hmm. Okay. The truth resists simplicity. <laughs> all right, so you've you've kind of figured out all of the the weirdness. Oh, I also get an extra willpower. Oh yeah, you do. I for almost forgot about that. That would have been, you know. Okay, I still have a level of bashing damage. How do you heal that sort of stuff? Um, it would take 15 minutes of recuperation to heal one bashing damage. So I'd have to I'd have to chill out for 15 minutes. Yes. I'd have to sit and hang out. <laughs> okay, we don't have time for that right now. Okay. All right. Um, you guys find anything? You want them to search the apartment? Well, I told them to while me and Rachel were doing uh, this gotcha. thing. So they should yep. have been searching it all along. Michael reports that um, it just seems that whoever made the mess in this apartment has probably taken it because it's not here. Okay. Did you find any clues as to who that might be or where they may have gone? Well, I mean, the damage to the door looks like it's pretty fresh. So whoever took it, I think took it after all this started happening, which means... It can only be fifth floor or higher. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just start on this floor. We're going to avoid the fifth for now. That's where all that activity is, so it's sure. probably where it is. <laughs> if, if my game-playing instinct, um, you know, has any, has any relevance here. Um... So we're going to fill in the party on everything Rachel and I discovered. Give them kind of the Cliff's Notes version of what's going on here. Michael says, well, I mean, do you think we should go back and talk to Sullivan about it and see if we can make more of this? Or do you think we should just keep on with trying to find the watch? Well, let's definitely, yeah, let's go see what Sullivan has to say about these allegations. Yeah, Rachel says, I mean... 
history says a little bit about their relationship, but I mean, nothing, nothing about this. Okay. So, yeah, let's head back up to the penthouse. All right. So that is where we are going to stop for now because that puts us just over an hour with our adventure today. So that's the end of this chapter. Um, and then we will pick up with leaving Keenan's apartment in our next episode. That sounds good. This is a lot of fun. All right. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, consider supporting us on Patreon. Visit us at patreon.com slash justbarbarianthings.